This is The Top, where I interview entrepreneurs who are number one or number two in their industry in terms of revenue or customer base. You'll learn how much revenue they're making, what their marketing funnel looks like, and how many customers they have. I'm now at $20,000 per talk. Five and six million. He is hell-bent on global domination. We just broke our 100,000 unit soul mark. And I'm your host, Nathan Latka. Okay, Top Tribe, this week's winner of the 100 bucks is Daniel Al-Sudini. He's based overseas. He's an employee at a current company and can't wait to break free. For your chance to win 100 bucks, Top Tribe, simply subscribe to the podcast now and then text the word Nathan to 33444 to prove that you did it. Again, text the word Nathan to 33444 to prove that you did it. I give away 100 bucks every Monday. Many people ask me what tool I used to sell my first company, Heyo. The answer is thetopinbox.com. I used it to send emails, schedule emails to be sent out later, and set reminders inside my inbox so I would know when potential buyers were actually interested, and I easily remember to follow up with ones that hadn't replied to me. You can try it for free at thetopinbox.com. This is episode 542. Coming up tomorrow morning, you'll learn from Oleg of People.ai. They're getting ready to close a massive round. See what he shares live. Nathan Latka here. Good morning, folks. Our guest this morning is Connor Lee. He's the founder and CEO of HipLead.com. The company helps leading B2B companies scale their outbound sales with high-quality lead generation and outbound campaigns. Before founding HipLead, Connor founded several other companies, including Telfy, which was in Y Combinator Winter 2011 batch. Prior to that, he worked as a lobbyist and led statewide political campaigns. Connor, are you ready to take us to the top? I'm ready. All right. Thanks for having me on. Of course, man. Thanks for coming on. Hey, tell us real quick, because uh, you're not doing Telfy now, and that was in Y Combinator Winter 2011. What happened to it? Well, you know, like a lot of, you know, early stage startups, you know, you got to think of them like, uh, you know, they're sort of... I think with Paul Graham, he used to always talk about um, startups as, as uh, you know, little baby turtles. <laughs> there would be a thousand of them on the beach. And then, you know, only only uh, 200 of them would actually make it to the surf and only uh, 150 of them would actually make it to be uh, adult turtles. So, uh, you know, we we did a lot of fun things and, and learned a lot, but, you know, didn't make it past its infancy. Yeah, so. I was going to say, Connor, don't be shy. T- tell us like what happened. Seriously, people don't talk about how to shut down a business. Like there was a moment <laughs> where you realized, shit, this is not going to work. Like, how do I shut this down while I still save face? Like where my ego doesn't take a big hit and where everyone doesn't think I'm a total loser. How'd you shut it down? Like in an efficient way? <laughs> well, you know, you know, at the time, you know, I was lucky enough to have another co-founder um, that was sort of wanted to keep it going. Um, so, so basically uh, the backstory is basically, um, you know, we were doing a couple thousand dollars a month of revenue. Um, we were a couple months out of YC. Um, and, uh, the company itself was basically trying to do Google voice for business, compete with grasshopper, um, as a telephony startup that was built on Twilio. And, uh, we got some good traction, um, mainly among Canadians, uh, interestingly enough, uh, cause there wasn't Google voice didn't work in Canada. Um, and we did. And so we got a lot of traction. Um, but at the end of the day, uh, it wasn't something that, um, you know, where we saw a nice large win, um, on the horizon, we kind of did a lot of math and, and did a lot of, uh, understanding of what the market looked like. And we did the calculations. We understood, Hey, you know what, now is the time to pull the plug. Um, so I decided to take off and, and, uh, start a new venture and my co-founder at the time kept it going. Oh, so it's still going. 
Uh, he's spun it down since then. Okay. Um, but I think it, I think it sort of petered off over the years. Um, but uh, but yeah, I believe last I checked, the site was still up. And now, <laughs> and now, so now you're doing hip lead. Fast forward now, what is hip lead doing? What's your revenue model? How do you make money? Yeah, so hip lead, we help companies scale their outbound sales, and we make money basically by working with sales and marketing teams. Um, to do a lot of the things that, that are repetitive in their sales process, lead generation, um, some sales ops functions, um, and then actually help them on a consulting basis to run um, their outbound outbound email campaigns and outbound sales. Uh, and we charge companies between um, you know between two and and four thousand dollars a month on average. I think our biggest client um, is around twenty thousand dollars a month. Yeah, um, yeah and we basically uh, help them to scale their outbound sales. Um, we're usually working with their demand gen team or with their sales ops team. And as of December 2016, how many customers are you working with? Uh, we have 30 customers right now. Okay. So if I take kind of your minimum ARPU that you just articulated monthly of 2K times the 30K, is it fair to say you're doing at least 60 grand in MRR? Uh, yeah, at least. We're doing uh, you know, more than double that. Okay. Got, oh, oh, wow. Okay. So, so it's much closer to 4K than it is 2K. Uh, yeah. Okay. Exactly. Got it. Okay, and what uh, uh, what year did you launch the business in? Uh, so the company was started uh, originally, it launched in 2013, um, but I started working on it in 2012. Um, okay. Sole founder or do you have a co-founder? Uh, I was originally the sole founder. I had a founder, uh, co-founder for a little bit. Um, I, started, I started as a solo founder, brought a founder on, um, solo founder again. So, so, so the, the one you brought on ended up not working. Uh, is that accurate? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So my, my, uh, my former co-founder Ed, we're still great friends. Um, Ed wanted, you know, Ed, uh, Ed's a traveler and, uh, you know, it was, uh, I think the last time I spoke to him, he would been hanging out on a beach in Thailand for six months. And before that he was in Greece. So I can yeah. imagine the I can imagine the Slack conversations, Connor, like I can't be in the office. Greece is calling my name. I have to go. And you're going, there's, there's no internet connection. If something happens, how do yeah. we fix it? Right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. No, he's a, yeah. Yeah. He's a great guy. And, uh, you know, and, and, and I'm a little jealous sometimes, but I think it's, I think it's awesome. Tell but, us how you amicably wound that down. Like, did I assume you gave him equity? Did it just have a cliff? So you just executed the cliff and got the equity back in the company or what? Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, I mean, it, it was, uh, you know, I, I was, I've always had the you know, majority ownership of the company. Um, and, and, and so, uh, you know, he was, you know, co-founder for about about a year and a half, mm -hmm. um, and so you know, basically, when he was done, we would you know we made, made sure I, I've started a few companies now, and I always make sure that my legal docs are are everything shored up in the very beginning. Um, so you know, everything was clear between us the entire time, and then when when he decided to part ways, he he kept his uh, his ownership of it, and and the stuff he he did invest, the company purchased back. Okay, got it. Okay, so he, he made it by, like, I know average cliff is typically a year, average vesting is typically four years. He made it past the year part. So he, he left with some equity that already vested, but what, what hadn't invested, you were able to keep. Exactly. Yeah, the company, the company has it back in the pool. So Yeah, those things are great. It makes the split much more lovable and easier. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, uh, it would be a nightmare. I mean, I've, I've heard horror stories. I mean, some, even some of my friends that were in YC um, had companies before they were in YC, and um, that had just crazy cap tables, right? Yeah. <laughs> it is. Yeah. It's it, part of it is like what people teach about cap tables. It sounds great in theory, but executing is much more difficult, and it's much easier just throw out equity in the beginning just to get the, the that first developer building your MVP, and you just need it done because you have twenty grand in pre sales, you know. Totally. So you're like, I get it. Here it is. Get yeah. Whatever you want. Get it just done. Get it in and go, <laughs> and you don't even like 
you know, nothing stirred up. What do you use to show up your legal docs? Is there a lawyer you really like, or is there an online tool you use to do that? Uh, you know, I, I've sort of bounced around between a few different, uh, lawyers. I don't really use a online tools right now. Um, you know, I've heard clergy is, is great from a lot of other people. Which um, lawyer do you use? If you don't mind me asking. Uh, I used, um, well, I think this is the, the, um, the startup, the startup, uh, attorneys. Okay. Um, so it's, uh, Kai Ingersoll, um, is, uh, is my attorney. Great. We'll link to that in the show notes, just in case other people want to, want to use them. They'll get a bunch of business from this, which will be great. Awesome. Um, is bootstrapped or have you raised capital? So we, uh, we bootstrap, we're officially a bootstrap. We raised a very small amount of non-venture, uh, debt, um, just last year, but you know, we've been in. But, but, but in terms of other outside capital, um, very little. So you raised so a con- did, convertible uh, note? No, it, it was actually uh, it was actually a loan from lighter capital. Oh, so okay. it was sort of like a bank loan, um, but that it's it's in, it's uh, invoice or revenue financing basically. Got it. And uh, how much was that for? Uh, it was a little over two hundred thousand dollars. Okay, so it, it wasn't much. It was just to make a few key hires. Um, we've been profitable since day one. So you just uh, pay that loan back, and then you still have all the equity. Exactly. Exactly. What, what, and, and how what makes that, it worth it for them? So, um, I mean, it generally it's, so for us, it's great as a founder. Um, the reason why I liked it was that, um, I didn't have to, um, you know, it's no equity, zero equity at all. And I'm personally not liable. Um, and so, you know, if you take a bank loan say you have to have assets, um, like, like other than computers and people, uh, like physical assets. Um, and you know, it was, it was a benefit. I mean, uh, their interest is a little bit, probably a little bit higher, I'd say. Um, what is it? Uh, I've, I don't think I can actually say. Um, is it different think, for each deal? Is that is it negotiable? Is that why? Yeah. Okay. That's yeah, exactly it's negotiable. What's so. the minimum? Do you think is that is that public? Um, I you know I would probably I like ten about ten percent. Oh yeah, well, it, it it depends. So what they do is they negotiate a in, in all revenue based financing companies have um, basically negotiate a a a total interest rate that that needs to be paid back. And then what, what varies is so the interest rate is fixed. Um, and so it's not a, it's not monthly. It's, it's, it's a total interest rate on the, on the loan amount. And then it doesn't matter, um, what speed you pay them back. You still owe the amount of money. But what oh, they do is they look at your revenue and, and they look at your revenue in your bank account and they basically have an agreement where they will auto deduct a specific amount based on revenue from that month. So, um, so yeah, until it's paid back. Until it's paid back. Exactly. Interesting. That's cool. That's yeah. an interesting model. Uh, yeah. So, so just, let me just kind of put this in words just to kind of connect the loops for our listeners. If you raise call it a hundred grand from a, 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 a kind of a, a loan officer like this, they might say, okay, the total interest on this is we want to make 20 grand on the hundred grand we put out. So the total kind of principal and interest that you owe back is 120 grand. We don't care how much time you kind of pay this back over, but this is very risky because you have no assets for us to collect if you default. So what we're going to do, you're going to connect your bank account and we're going to deduct a proportion of your revenues every month to start paying this back. Is that right, Connor? Exactly. And they do have, they do have a period in which the whole loan amount has to be paid back. Um, usually it's like three or five years is, okay. is generally the standard, but, but they don't make you, you know, you're not saying that, that you have to pay this amount per month over that period of time. Any it's covenants? Do they require you keep a percent in your bank all the time or anything like that? Um, yeah, I think there, I think there's things like that, but, but usually these types of loans are only available to companies that have, you know, profitable functional businesses doing, you know, you know, over uh, a million in ARR. Yep. I think that's, that's their, that's their model. And I think the other companies that do it are pretty similar. So it's not, it doesn't work for a very, very early stage company. Um, and, uh, but it does work if you have a business that, um, that is scalable, um, that has real revenue, 
Um, and uh, it's just really, it's a really nice option. And, and I think a lot of other founders are, are looking into it. And what was the name of the, uh, of the guys again? Lighter Capital. Lighter Capital. Very cool. Yeah, they're based up in Seattle. Okay, let's keep going forward. We kind of got off track, but that, I think it was a valuable lesson. It's uh, We don't have people do deals like that very often on the show, so that was good to learn. Um, so we talked about ARPU, four grand. We talked about MRR being somewhere around 120 grand. Uh, you've been around long enough where you probably have a good sense of churn. What's your what's your customer churn monthly? Uh, so we, we do deals in terms of uh, three, usually it's a minimum of three months, um, but we do six and one year deals um, You know, with, with our clients. Um, and so... You know, on a monthly basis, um, you know, we're at fifteen percent churn uh, generally. Um, Annually or monthly? Uh, usually, at, at a let's see. Well, we don't actually calculate it monthly, but yeah, so um, I'd say fifteen percent would be really high monthly. I would see that being maybe annually. That makes sense. Yeah, it's annual. Yeah, it's annual. Okay, got yeah. it. Good, good, good. All right, and then what about a customer acquisition cost? What are you willing to spend up uh, get a customer? Uh, you know, for us, um, probably close to five hundred. Okay. And, and, and you probably, you're okay saying that because you have a good understanding of what your lifetime value is. What do you kind of project your lifetime value of a customer is? Uh, we ran out of $16,000. Okay. And you're, I mean, that, I want to understand why you're so certain about that. Uh, teach us what, what do you use to calculate that? Well, I mean, we've been in business long enough that I've got, you know, good historical data on, on revenue. Um, and so, you know, we basically, um, you know, do a dump of, of all our revenue data, all our client data, uh, and then, you know, effectively, you know, ran the numbers for it. And so that's a backwards looking number. Um, and, and, uh, you know, we basically, we said, you know, how many customers we had, what's the average, um, deal size, um, of these customers over this period of time. And then based on churn rates of different cohorts that we have at different periods, we're going to project that the LTV is this amount. Yep. Um, so, you know, you, there is some guesstimation in there. It, it depends on what, you know, period of growth you're, you're, you're in. Um, but the, the main thing is to do a cohort analysis on things that are, um, that are, you know, looking at actually doing actual cohort analysis of things that have finished their entire cycle, um, and things that are different cohorts that are in it. Makes, that makes good sense. Take us back to that first year in business, 2012. Do you remember what your revenue was that first year? Uh, I, it wasn't a lot. Um, it was, it, it was I'm trying to think probably. Like two hundred thousand dollars the first year, um, so it, it was. We had employees already from from day one. Yep. Um, so Hippolyte was started basically as a consultancy initially, and it started because I had I had been running uh, marketing at at a at a you know after I, I after Telfi I left Telfi I joined my friend's company and um, and uh, it was called Buyer's Best Friend and uh, it was a B two B startup uh, in the food space. B2B food company. And we scaled that company up to a, a, a pretty large amount of revenue um, without spending any any money on, on marketing. And we did it pretty much with outbound sales, um, with outbound emailing, um, you know, web crawling and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I was there for I was there for about 18 months and I left and a lot of my other other buddies who were, you know, founders said, Hey, can you do the same thing that you guys did at BBF for us? And so um, I was playing around with a few different startup ideas. One was a consumer um, uh, idea. And my friend, you know, I, I turned around and I said, sure, I'll help you. I'll help you. I'll help you. And they were paying me, you know, each one were paying me a couple thousand dollars. Got it. And then all of a sudden Professional services business. almost so, right. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. And, then, and then fast forward, take us up to 2015. What'd you guys do? Like a million, a million, two, something like that in 2015. Yeah, it was, it was, uh, just, just under a million. Okay. Uh, in, so. Got it. And it sounds like at the current, your current MRR, you know, is about 120 grand. So, so ARR is looking kind of 
pretty looking forward. Um, are you planning to raise capital or is that not kind of not something you guys are remotely interested in? Uh, yeah, potentially. I mean, it's, it's, uh, you know, it, it is, it, there's always a good time to do it. I, I don't, it's not absolutely, um, you know, on the table, but there's always options around. So yeah. what's your, uh, what's your current team size? Uh, we are eight people, uh, in SF and then we've got, um, other folks on, on that are remote as well. So we've got about, I'd say 16 total at the company. Six, you said 16 total of, uh, mm-hmm. eight, eight in SF and eight remote. Yep. Awesome. Where are the remote people? Uh, all over the place. Um, okay. you know, we've, we've, uh, we have some devs, um, in South America. Um, and we, we actually try to get people as, as often as we can in the Americas just cause it's so much easier for, for communication, uh, you know, without the uh, time zones. Um, we have folks, we have folks in Asia, um, we have folks in Eastern Europe, we have folks in, in Western Europe as well. Folks, I may have to stop doing the podcast. I will tell you why. I have found a business and I'm ready to go all in. It's the one I want to take public by the time I turn 30. It's called the topinbox.com. And here's why I know it's going to be big, very big. There are so many other companies charging way too much for this right now. Yesware, ToutApp, Boomerang. That's to do things like send later reminders and auto follow-ups for salespeople inside of your Gmail inbox. I'm doing it. I'm going to do it for free. We have so many people using it. It's growing so fast. And we do many of the things that salespeople love. We don't require people to leave the inbox to go log into a website. It's so simple to use. And I have to tell you, I mean, salespeople are like drooling over this thing. They're like licking the the drool off their keyboard. They're loving this thing so much. TheTopInbox.com. Go install it now. Use it for free, people. Okay, I like you because you're listeners. Use it for free before I decide to start charging for it. Go right now to the TopInbox.com. Box.com. Okay, Top Tribe, I have to tell you, many people go, Nathan, you came out of nowhere. Your website's growing so fast. How'd you do it? The answer is simple. So I use HostGator. I don't know if you guys know that yet, but I use HostGator. And the reason I do, they have like about 4,500 free templates I can use because I don't code. They've got a great e-commerce plugin. And guys, I bug the heck out of their support. They've got 24-7 support, which I love. So what I've done is I've worked with them. You guys know I make great deals. If you go to hostgator.com forward slash Nathan, you can sign up, get your own domain for 30% off and a 45-day money-back guarantee. Okay, again, I make great deals for you guys. Go to hostgator.com forward slash Nathan to grab that now. Let's let's Connor jump into these final questions of the famous five. These are one-word answers. You ready? Sure. Number one, what's your favorite business book? Uh, hard thing about hard things, Ben Horowitz. Number two, is there a CEO that you're following or studying right now? I mean, I love Elon Musk. Number three. So does everyone. Yeah, that's okay. Hey, number three, is there a favorite <laughs> online tool you have, like TopTal? Zapier. Uh, and uh, number four, yes or no, do you get eight hours of sleep every night? No. <laughs> With the giggle. Uh, what's your... Uh, what- <laughs> What's your current situation? Are you married, single? Do you have kids? Uh, single, but, but uh, you know, my girlfriend and I live together. Um, we've been together for a while. So. No kids then, right? No kids. No All right. Kids. And how old are you? I am uh, I'm 35. 35. All right. Last question, Connor. Take us back 15 years. What do you wish your 20-year-old self knew? Well, I was running political campaigns then. I wish I'd realized that uh, <laughs> politics was generally, generally was a sort of... Uh, uh, I learned a lot of things, but I wish that I had spent less time uh, in politics, more time in, in tech in general. So, <laughs> Top Drive will link to all of Connor's resources he just mentioned in the show notes at nathanlacka.com forward slash the top 
5-4-2. Again, founded Hip Lead back in 2012, did first year revenue somewhere around 200,000 bucks. They're now serving 30 customers. They've raised on a loan about 200 grand. They did 900 grand in 2015 revenue. Average revenue per user per month is around 4K. They're doing about 120 grand in MRR here in December 2016. Annual churn or uh, is less than 15%, spending 500 bucks to acquire $16,000 lifetime value customers and helping B2B folks, uh, business companies get much better leads with our team of 16 spread across San Francisco and other remote locations in the world. Connor, thank you for taking us to the top. Thanks a lot. Thanks for having me on. If you enjoyed Connor today, go back and listen to Bobby Martin yesterday. His company, Vertical IQ, has hit 175 grand in monthly recurring revenue, helping 140 banks prepare for company meetings with a lot of data. Top Tribe, I love giving away free money. I feel like Oprah giving away cars, and I have something special for you today. How many of you have heard our super sharp guests talk about success they've had with Facebook and Google ads? Well, all of you listening right now, yes, if you're listening, you get $100 in free AdWords. Here's how you get it, okay? Again, thanks for listening. Get the free $100 from Google, right, when you sign up with my website host provider, HostGator. Go sign up now to get your free money, HostGator.com forward slash Nathan. Again, that's HostGator.com forward slash Nathan. Okay, Top Tribe, I'll see you bright and early tomorrow morning. And don't forget, before you listen to any other episodes, subscribe on iTunes right now for your chance to win 100 bucks every Monday. 